Welcome, welcome, welcome to The Vocal Revolution. Wherever you are, thank you so much for tuning in and listening today. I'm Katie Rose, and on The Vocal Revolution, we talk about how voice, music, sound can help change our worlds personally and collectively. And my special guest today is Michael Doyley. He's an amazing DJ, music producer, life coach and speaker. And his mission is to help us awaken our spirit to get it dancing like it's never danced before. And he has been traveling the world as a global DJ, playing for a star-studded list of celebrities, including Kylie, Will I Am, MTV, London Phil, and he has, on his travelled, discovered that there are these states of hibernation and restriction we can get into as people, and that the tools of music and meditation can help us awaken from those and to really live life more fully. And he generously shares his wisdom in his wonderful book, How to Meditate, Secrets to Lasting in a Peace, which has just been re-released. So it's absolutely spot on that he is here today sharing his wisdom so generously, as he always does, um, on this kind of quite grim kind of March cloudy day where in the UK we're trying trying to come out of winter, we're trying to come out of hibernation and out of lockdown into more awakening. And so thank you, Michael, for being here to share your wisdom with us today. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much, Katie. It's a real honour to be uh, with you today and uh, it's an honour to be invited. Um, We've known each other for a little while now and uh, I love what you do. I've always been a, a great fan of yours anyway, so uh, it's great to be with you today. And I'm just excited about the next uh, moment, the next hour or whatever that we've got together. Thank you so much. And yeah, it's just been awesome because Michael and I live in the same community in South London. So we have had the honour of bumping into him on many occasions <laughs> and <laughs> sharing the community together. And I just would love um, you to tell us a little bit more about your story, Michael. How did you... Uh, become a DJ and how did you get into discovering um, meditation and music and how profound this could be? Wow well I've been DJing practically all my life you know um, I love the idea of seeing people happy and I found that if you play the right music that's about the best thing you could do for people and it's something that crosses international barriers you don't even have to speak the language. Um, When I was I think I was about 14 when I first started DJing. And one day, actually I was about 16, 17, when I went into a club that I was really too young to get into. And the the manager said to me, Michael, you've been coming here for a little while. And I thought he was going to ask me to leave. He said, I've had an, we've had an argument with the DJ and he's left would you be able to fill in just for this evening? And I said, yeah, yeah, I can. Um, the music was already there. And so as long as I didn't speak because my voice was st- still too squeaky, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did the evening and I carried on uh, DJing at that particular place. Um, wow. 
that was for about at least two years after that. And no one knew that I was actually too young to be in the club. <laughs> and that's how my DJ career started. But I've loved playing music to people since I was about 14 years old. Wow. So, yes, that's how it started. And I've traveled a lot. Um, I love the idea of travel. And my, my cousin saw an advert in, the news, in a newspaper and said that I should apply for it. Um, it was DJs to work abroad. And I thought I'd go away for six months or so, but I applied and I got the job and I worked in Egypt. It was supposed to be six months. It turned out to be three years. I came back, carried on working in the UK and literally I've, I've worked all over. I've worked in Sweden, USA, um, Bahrain, Arabian Gulf, and I've done gigs on a regular basis all over Europe, in Switzerland, Germany, oh, every year almost, Austria every year almost. Uh, so it's, it's taken me all over the world. And I'm very, very grateful for music. Music has, has given me everything. Wow. Fantastic. And I'm sure you've given so much through your music and and really help people feel uplifted and happy, as you said, you know, that, that being your mission. Um, and how does that relate to meditation? And, you know, how, what do you see the relationship between music and meditation being? It's, it's a good question. Um, in a way, there is a type of rhythm that runs through us all. I say, I've often said that the first language, or rather the first beat that I ever heard, was the, the, the rhythm of language. And if you go to, it's, if you listen to an Italian person, or if you listen to an Indian person, or if you listen to French, Spanish, Brazilian, you can hear that in the voice, in the rhythm of their language. It's almost the same as the rhythm of their music. And... That, in a way, is the first type of language. When you close your eyes and you fade away almost into nothing, almost into nothing, there's still a rhythm going on in the background. Um, I found that when I've been abroad, no matter how, uh, how much problems I have speaking uh, the language, especially when I first went to the Middle East. Couldn't speak a word of Arabic at first. I speak Arabic now. Um, I found that the music would translate. People would know about my personality very quickly just by the music that I was playing for them. And it was quite easy to make friends through music. People would... Uh, often assume that you have to be a certain type of person because of the music that you play. And quite often that's the truth. Mm. Quite often. Wow. And um, would you say, I have this feeling that, like you say, when we get in touch with that rhythm, that yes. rhythm that's underneath language and underneath music and the rhythm yes. of our heartbeat, which, you know, we're run, we're powered by rhythms as, as human beings. Yes. Um, and would it, is it getting in touch with those rhythms that take us potentially into these states of, of happiness and meditativeness or what is it that's generating that? I'm going to tell you something that um, I, I haven't told many people. And one day I was coming home from a gig and it was quite late. Uh, 
and I felt a little bit hungry and I thought I'd have something to eat before I got into bed. Now, this is a, a deep story. It's a bit heavy. So some of your listeners, um, I, I want to prepare you for it. It could be a bit of a surprise. So please um, have an open mind with this. Um, I came home, made myself something to eat, maybe a bit too quick, took a quick shower, jumped into bed, and I felt strange. Um, I couldn't sleep properly. And I got up out of bed. And when I turned around and looked at the bed, I was still asleep on the bed. And that, of course, blew my mind. But in that moment, I felt that I was dead. I felt that I'd passed away and that was it. And so I thought the best thing that I could do was write a letter, like a note of apology to some people who I, I felt that I'd let down. And first of all, it was my sister. I was supposed to take her to the Girl Guides. And then it was a friend of mine who I was going to take for a job interview. And as I was doing this, I, I got a piece of paper out of uh, my desk drawer and I was writing these things down. And my my bedroom door was slightly open and my cat came in and went underneath the bed. And I noticed in the ceiling, there was a, a light that was, at first it was about the size of an inch in diameter. And it started to grow wider and wider. And I felt a pull. It was um, a gravitational or magnetic pull and it was it seemed to be pulling me upwards but I had to keep on writing because I felt that there was so much that I needed to do but if I couldn't do it I had to apologize for not doing it I had to show accountability but Katie what I heard was music there was music and it seemed to be coming from above it seemed to be coming from the stars it's and as I looked up I could see the stars because this situation had brought about the complete hole in the ceiling that I was able to I know I was able to float through if I wanted to if I chose to but I grabbed onto the uh, table and I kept on writing I looked up and as I was as I continued writing the ceiling started to close the music was still strong I finished writing but it was too late the ceiling was closed and I realized that I have only had one option now, and that was to go back to the bed. Now, as I said to your, you know, I, I apologize to your listeners who may find this a bit freaky, um, but it's one of the reasons why I feel so strongly about our connection with music. I feel that it's something that transcends our physical experience. I feel that it's something that is... Uh, spiritual and transdimensional and it's it's more than just what we think it is i went back to the bed and i laid down and as soon as i did i threw up the food that i'd eaten um very quickly a little while before and as i woke up i was convinced that it must have been the freakiest dream i've ever had and 
I asked myself, what could, how could I prove this one way or the other? And I thought the best way would be to go to my notes. Obviously, if I'd written the notes down, then obviously this happened. I went over to my uh, drawer and I could see that the pen and paper was still inside. I hadn't physically taken it out. And I felt a little bit disappointed at that. But then I remembered that my cat had come into the room and went underneath the bed. And if it was still under there, then anything's possible. And so I lifted up the sheets and looked underneath the bed and my cat was there. So you can make of that, you and your listeners can make of that whatever you like. Um, that happened to me. And that was one of the first things that made me realize that music is so profound. It's a necessary thing for us to have in our lives, almost as potent and almost as important as the air itself. Wow. So that's, that's my, <laughs> that is my story about how um, music is important to me um, from my core. Um, uh, of course, I've explained how it's important to me. It's helped me to travel and everything, but music is, music is almost everything, almost. Wow. 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 Fantastic. And thank you for trusting us and sharing that amazing personal story and I am sure there are many people out there who have had similarly very powerful and also very unique experiences. We all relate to music in our own personal way because we've all got our own personal voice, our own personal rhythms. And thank you for sharing that with us because um, I think there are lots of stories that sometimes we don't tell because we think we might let's yes. say freak someone out and yes. actually I think a lot of us do have these experiences of music being transcendent in some way yes. and lifting us out of the everyday and yes. I think that's why a lot of people go to concerts and things to have something different to have an adventure to go to be enchanted for an evening um, and to go somewhere different and to come out feeling different and that's what this, you know, the vocal revolution is all about. It's this transformative. That's what I've personally always experienced. Yes. Music is transformational. It changes me personally every time I sing or every time I engage with music. And I can see it changing other people around me. Um, and talking of that, talking of how you've, you've talked about how music has shaped you uh, uh, fundamentally. Yes. And, and what have you... At the core. Yeah, at the core. Absolutely. And... Uh, do you have stories um, of how it might, you've seen it change other people as well around you, or I'm sure loads and loads, but yeah. Well, yes. I mean, it, it's, I'm in, I'm heavily involved in music. I, I produce, I write. Um, and so I often, one of the things, because I'm a school governor as well. And one of the things that I really enjoy doing is bringing uh, young people to our local studio here, uh, Antenna Studios in Crystal Palace. And if I've got a singer that I think they might like to meet and whose story might be interesting, um, then I'll bring them along to a session, to a recording session. And it's just, it really is so rewarding to see the, the look on their faces um, as they hear and see 
how um, music is made, how the 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 passion, the the love that goes into uh, singing and the creativity, the whole thing. Um, that is perhaps my um, strongest. Um, I suppose you say relatable feelings when I see young people almost find themselves. Um, it's not for everybody. A career in music is not for everybody, but everybody can appreciate music. And so when you bring someone into the studio and they're surrounded by the music, uh, it really does make, really does lift me. Yes, I can imagine. And how wonderful yes. for those young people to have, have that experience and to mm. be, um, surrounded by as you say to surrounded by music yeah. amazing i mean katie you know because you're someone who i've seen uh helping people um in so many different ways through meditation as well um when people go to nightclubs in general it's to escape is to escape sometimes because their lives are boring or sometimes because their life is hard, uh, sometimes because they're going through certain challenges. Obviously, sometimes it's just for a night out. But often when people go out, it's because they want to block something or they want to enhance a happy feeling. And in that moment, you can see great changes. You can see how music helps them to forget any problem that they might be going through and when you have when you're a dj or you're a producer or a singer such as yourself uh, and i would encourage anybody who hasn't heard katie sing to please listen to any one of her albums she's awesome um you see the effect and it's in a moment real life or their life is suspended and they are transported to a place that they want to be. Sometimes it's a memory and sometimes it's an ambitious place of the future. But music is one of those things, music and meditation, are the two greatest ways of achieving a, a particular state of mind, a particular state of being that um, is much more difficult to find uh, using or doing other things. Absolutely. I completely, I completely second that because that's definitely my own lived experience yes. and I see that happening um, with people around me that come and sing in choirs and groups. And, yeah, absolutely, completely, 100%. And, you know, that state that you describe that people yes. go into and you've written this, your wonderful book, The Secrets to Inner Peace, I think peace being one of the things that we are searching for, you know, yes. one of other important qualities like love and, um, and, and justice sometimes or truth. But there are things that we all search for as human beings, aren't there? And that yes. are deeply important and core at the core of us. So in your book, you talk about how meditation can unlock these secrets of, of inner peace. Do you want to say a bit more about, about that? Well, Love and happiness and um, excitement, all these wonderful emotions are things that I believe are easier to get to if you start off with peace as your base. Um, 
if you're upset or if you're anxious, um, if you're worried, or if you're in any state of fear whatsoever, then you do not have peace. Uh, and it's very difficult for, for you to attract love, for you to attract happiness, for you to even attract wealth, if you haven't found uh, a bed of peace to, to lay upon. So um, meditation is a fantastic way of getting to peace first and then going on and achieving your happiness and your, your other desired emotions. Um, if, of course, there are other ways and there are many different styles of meditation. Um, my wife, for instance, she likes to just go for a walk and sometimes she'll put her earphones in and listen to her favorite music. Um, you can go for a walk in the park. You can go for a walk by the beach. You can just play with children, um, play with your, your pet. There's different ways of, of meditation. And so I will not say that one way fits all. Um, it depends on what's going on in your life. Um, I always tell people, don't expect to go from a state of anxiety straight into a state of jubilation. Um, try to take it one step at a time. Um, look around you. See something that you're grateful for. Um, it could be just your, your partner's smile or the, the smile of your mother or uh, a compliment that someone might have given you. And then take it one degree further. Um, it could be then uh, friends that you've, uh, that you've known a long time who make you feel good. You can think about those people and then take it, keep on taking it one degree or 1% more. And then you'll find sooner or later, you will get to that state of happiness. You'll get to that state of, of, of peace, but don't, expect that it don't think that it will be easy to jump from fear straight into the heart of love or straight into the heart of happiness you know be kind to yourself and have patience with yourself and allow yourself to go one step at a time and don't worry if you don't reach that state straight away it will come have faith Wonderful. Great wisdom. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and that encouragement. And, you know, a lot of, I think, meditation, you can, it, what I'm hearing of you from you is about that being able to be present to really, uh, because one thing that meditation is encourages to be really present so that we can then receive the, the goodness that is around us, that there is still, even in challenging times, something that we can be grateful for, something we can celebrate, something we can pay attention to, and that by focusing on it, we then change our state, whether we're focusing on, as you say, on music or going for a walk, and many of us in lockdown have um, had to really use the power of our walk to to bring us into states of peace and relief from the the greater pressure of being in lockdown um so yeah so would you say it is about this paying more attention being more present is that kind of yes definitely um i agree with you katie um a lot of people are very concerned with the past or the future uh, most people are, are worried um, that what they did yesterday, last week or last year is something that people will be thinking about. You know, uh, some people are worried that in the future 
or in the present, you know, when I say the present, um, the following day or the following week or the following year, uh, they're going to be ill. With this pandemic that we have at the moment, a lot of people are thinking about sickness, about unwellness. This is ever pervasive within society. You can't open a newspaper, you can't look at a TV show without someone talking about the pandemic. Um, yes, it is something that's very serious. Yes, people are becoming very ill because of it. But sometimes the worry is as deadly as the actual sickness itself. And if you cannot go anywhere without seeing images uh, and hearing sounds uh, that remind you of something that is so negative, then in a way you've got very little choice but to succumb to this general cloud that is bearing down upon us. Um, that's why meditation, and that's why I rewrote my book, um, particularly for this era. Um, we have been pressured into, uh, into fear. Mm. Um, and yes, there is a fair amount, of course, to be worried about especially with, with regards to our older people and people with underlying health issues. Um, but however, worrying does not help the situation. Fretting and being anxious only increases the chances of becoming ill. Mm. Um, we have within us, um, nature built within us, a state of fight or flight, meaning that if we perceive a danger, uh, certain parts of our body's functions will close down so that we can deal with the danger at hand. So, for instance, if we saw a, a saber-toothed tiger or a, a bear running towards us, uh, all of our bodily functions <laughs> uh, would probably close down apart from our extremities, our hands, and our feet so that we could get away from the the bear this is okay if we're living in uh, neanderthal times or caveman times that's fine but when we live in the in our 21st century and we've got this constant worry which acts in a way to close down many of our normal functions for instance if we are if, if we've got the flu or if we've got um if we've got a difficult health issue, then our extremities, our arms and legs are being put to uh, being put into motion. Are being our adrenaline, our adrenal system have actually started to has started to charge up, and we don't need that because we don't have to run away from anybody or anything. What we have to do, as you said already, is get present. Is start to think about what we want and who we really are. We are powerful. You know, this bag of uh, biology and in intellect and electricity has taken millions and millions and billions of years uh, from stardust to our present form to create. And we have the ability to cope with most, not all, but most of the... Um, negative that negativity that comes our way but however we have to be present in mind and 
when we've got this fear all around us, it, it doesn't help our situation in any way, I'm afraid to say. Yeah. So that, that's my thought. And, and I, I know a lot of people have different thoughts on the issue. And as I said, yes, it does exist. This, this uh, pandemic does exist. But however, it's being made worse by the fear of it. Um, I think that meditation will certainly help. Absolutely, absolutely. And so um, what would be your top tips, just um, without giving away all the secrets in the book, but obviously, <laughs> but could you share a secret with us? Maybe just one about how, what's a tip that something that helps you mentioned about noticing things, being grateful? What's a tip that might help us when we are feeling frightened, when we are feeling, gosh, I'm getting, maybe I'm getting, I've been distracted or something's coming, like a piece of news has come in and I'm, I'm feeling a bit wobbly. What could people do that would help them just start, as you say, start releasing that fear and start maybe accessing a bit more peace to help them feel more resilient in the face of all of this? Well, one thing that they could do, which is, um, it's quite physical, um, and that is to concentrate on their breathing. Um, when we breathe, generally speaking, most of us use about 50% of our lungs. Uh, there's something called the diaphragmic breath or belly breathing, where you extend your stomach as you breathe in. That way you breathe in more oxygen into your lungs and it's actually better for you. But what that also does is it stimulates your, your chest, it stimulates your, your cardiovascular system, and it also helps your heart beat even better. Um, and it takes your attention away, even if it's just temporarily, off of the problem that you think you have at that particular moment. And I would say whenever some... Uh, if whenever anxiety or stress hits you very, very hard, the first thing you could do, uh, I know it sounds very basic, is take 10 deep breaths before you make your next decision. Uh, don't rush into saying something that you might regret or doing something that you might regret. In the moment when anxiety has really hit you, take 10 deep breaths and try to extend your stomach outwards as you breathe in and then push your stomach inwards as you breathe out and just in case because we we obviously can't go into it in detail you can read about it in the book or just look up online and online just look for uh diaphragm breathing or belly breathing and you'll see exactly what i mean Absolutely. And that's a fundamental part of singing because uh, a lot of right. people tuning in, a lot of people may be singers um, or come to singing groups and yes. will know that, that that's part of every singing workshop is um, uh, and warm up is to start taking those deeper breaths because... As you said, you know, you said right at the beginning, like music and apart from air, music is, you know, the, the, the vital, one of the vital things in life. And music, of course, rides on the air and our voice rides on our breath. So, of course, and literally we get inspired when we breathe in and we express ourselves as we breathe out. So it's a fun being in touch with that most basic most primal uh conduit of our lives that we can't be without of course takes us into a different state a calmer state and i've found yes 
before any gig that's one of my routines three deep breaths it's okay. it's it's the it's the it's the critical thing yes. <laughs> those deep ones yeah absolutely and also i would, I would have to add gratitude mm. um we spoke about it a little bit earlier uh being grateful for the gifts you have around you uh is is also fundamental to achieving clarity and getting back to your core um, when when things are not going so well there's always things around you uh, or always things in your mind that you can feel grateful for you know we we live in um, in a nation that is helping to give people furlough we live um, in a nation where we've got running water we we live in a place where we can speak our minds you know we've got some fundamental basic human rights that in some places they don't have mm. um and I, I don't want to get political of course but literally just to step out and look around you to see the green um we've got an abundance of of green um here in england and it rains <laughs> so much it's raining today but <laughs> the silver lining of that cloud of that gray cloud <laughs> means that we've got wonderful uh, green a wonderful green country um we've got lots of fresh fruits and vegetables and you know we have great wildlife too there is and those are things that you can be grateful for even before you begun to feel grateful for your your hands your your eyes the fact that you can hear you know let's just start at the very very basics you know you can we can communicate we could we have to be grateful for that we have a free we have free minds you know we can think we can be creative nelson mandela went into prison for over 25 years and came out a free thinker came out to be the president of his country why because even when he was in captivity he still had his mind and whatever's going on with you whatever's going on with anybody we still have our mind we still have a way to make our lives better through mind alone and through the willpower so yes we've got a lot to feel grateful for so gratitude is the mental thing and breathing uh, especially belly breathing uh is the physical thing those two things will get you a great start in your day absolutely and i find a gratitude practice can be really good at the end of the day um to yes. just say to just look back through the day and say at least five things that you're grateful for what absolutely. was good okay and especially in lockdown that's been a really important practice to me okay i spoke to my mum on the phone i you know i had a lovely walk you know these kind of things i was able to cook dinner whatever it is just being really thankful for the the the, the fundamental parts of life as you say there is always yes. something there's always yes. something because uh, the negative part of our mind which is preyed upon by as you say external forces um that you know that that negative inner critic voice and is always going to spin us a story that says that everything is is much worse than it is and yes. that's when we get into states of anxiety of course so um and yeah i find that the inner critic is something that people of course really battle with um particularly around their voice around their expression around their it can really inhibit people and you know what you talked about 
in um, in your in your biography, which is about these states of constriction where we've got negative beliefs that that kind of hold us in hibernation, yeah. and that actually meditation music is a way of busting out of some of that stuff and actually yes. realizing it's not real. Um, yeah, what what experiences have you had of of that awakening, or what can you say more about the awakening voice? <laughs> it's 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 difficult um, actually. I'll, I'll tell you a very um, physical uh, story, but in a way it applies um, to what you're asking because I, a lot of your listeners may be too young to have heard of a lady by the name of Sophia Loren. And Sophia Loren, uh, she's from the same era of as Marilyn Monroe and Bridget Bardot, and she's one of those almost goddess uh, type uh, figures from the old age of the uh, silver screen. And um, when I was just a child, she was the, the woman as far as I was concerned. You know, she was the one who was the most beautiful woman on earth. And it just so happened that I was doing a gig and on stage was uh, Diana Ross and Mariah Carey. And in the audience was Sophia Loren. And I was not as starstruck as I was by seeing Mariah or Diana Ross as I was by seeing this wonderful woman, <laughs> Sophia Loren. Now, a lot of people have told me that whenever you see your stars, you're, you're likely to be in for a big disappointment. Uh, but I thought I'm going to try my best to speak to her because I don't know when I could ever have an opportunity like this ever again. As a matter of fact, I knew I wouldn't be able to. So I walked towards her. Uh, there was about 600 people in attendance. But I walked towards her and she had a bodyguard standing next to her. And I said, I waved to the bodyguard and I said, is it okay if I speak to Miss Loren? And uh, she, he, she looked over and he said, it's okay. I moved towards her. And remember, I was in love with this woman since I was about six years old. And so I said to her, there's so many superstars here, but for me, there's only one and that's you. And she gave me a kiss on the cheek. And for me, that says so much. And I was, I didn't wash that cheek for about a year afterwards. <laughs> but what, what I'm trying to say by that is that sometimes we all have the opportunity to have something great or to achieve something great or to realize something very special. And we think often that it's beyond us. You know, that if we even make even the slightest approach towards it, we will either lose it or it's not meant to be for us. It's something too special. Um, I know this with people that have spoken to me about relationships. Um, they're too afraid to go for a certain person because they think that person's beyond them. With jobs, 
people think, oh, that job is, I won't, I can't, I don't have the qualifications or they will never look at someone like me. Even working in a different country and all of these things. And what I found is that if you have the right intention and if you move forward with, with that intention, with purpose, with love, if you like, then at least you've done your best, you know, and there is always a good chance that you might get more than what you even thought possible. I thought I might have got a, a, a photo, a selfie with her at, at the most. I didn't realize I was actually going to be, get a kiss by Sophie Loren. So um, that's something that will always stick with me. And it's something that I would tell people who, anybody who's afraid to go for their dreams, go for it. Don't hold back. Um, whatever you have planned for yourself, the universe has even greater plans. Just be, just move forward with purpose, with love, and anything's possible. Absolutely anything is possible. Wow. Wow, that is so encouraging. I feel encouraged. And it's because, you know, there are always things, there are always dreams that we all have dreams, don't we, as people? Yes. And there's a lot of social voices that will, and the inner critic, which is just the internalized social voice, I would say, um, that tells us, no, you can't. That's too big. That's too right. arrogant. That's too selfish, whatever, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Off, yes. off it goes. And, and so actually that encouragement, and this is why I can see you're such an amazing life coach that, in, you know, and a, and a facilitator of people because you're always encouraging people to go for it, to go, go past you. themselves, whether it's through music, through meditation, through speaking, you're encouraging us, you're egging us on. And, and we all need that. We all need that. We do. We do. Um, since we were kids, we were given limits, um, whether it's because you're a female or whether it's because you come from a certain uh, race of people, whether it's because you live in a certain country or or because you don't uh, have a certain language. When I went to Egypt, I, of course, I couldn't speak Arabic when I arrived. But after being there for a few years, I could speak Arabic and I work with um, Austrian and German and Swiss companies, and I've learned to speak German. These things I've learned after school. You know, um, we have to be really open-minded about the power of, of our minds. You know, our brains are made up of more electrical brain cells than there are leaves in the Amazon rainforest. You know, they are there for a reason. Uh, we are cleverer than we think. We are more creative than we think. And if we find ourselves in a situation where there's a, a chance that we can get our most loved and beloved desires, then we have to go for it. You know, embarrassment is not enough to hold you back. You know, even failure is not enough to hold you back. There's a chance you can achieve your, your heartfelt desires. Go for it and then be embarrassed later if that's the case. But I say go for it because there's a good chance you'll get it. A very good chance. 
Wonderful. Thank you for that encouragement. I think we can all use that and and feel very heartened by it. Certainly I do. And I always feel that that you you give that glow to people. You glow yourself, Michael, and you always kind of I always come away from speaking to you feeling like, wow, just the world is uh, is alive again and it's glowing and magical and and we need people in our lives that give us that sense of permission and and that you know we can even with really tough stuff, we can transform, we can find something, as you said, to be grateful, we can find a layer of peace that helps us deal with the the tough stuff as well, isn't it? Definitely. Yes, yes. Um, And I have to reflect that back to you, Katie, because um, the the things that you do within our community, um, with your singing, uh, with your choir work, and I know that we were in the process of doing something um, with with the school that I'm a governor for and with your choir. Um, and hopefully after lockdown, uh, we, we can get that going again because yeah. I couldn't think of a better person uh, to, to do this kind of venture with. So thank you for all that you do. Oh, bless you. Thank you. Thank you. I know there's a lot of things that we're all hoping will be able to happen as we come out of lockdown. And what are you looking forward to, Michael? I mean, you've relaunched your book. Is there anything else you want to tell us about what you're looking forward to in this next coming time? Yeah, I suppose it's it's music, uh, playing to crowds, um, seeing people get happy, um, hugging people. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's... I'm I'm really really looking forward to seeing even family members um, having dinner, you know, across the table, and you know, to be honest with you, I'm looking forward to the old normal, you know, uh, coming back a little bit. I know that it won't happen straight away, and I know that there will be people that will be living in fear um, for quite a while, and I know that a lot of older people, in particular, uh, people with with diabetes, etc., should be careful uh, about how they um, get back into life after the pandemic. But when I look at even children, I feel that they they can see past the mask, and people can feel the love, and people are starting to already adapt. Just like when. Uh, someone who's blind has other senses heightened or or someone who doesn't have the uh, power to speak has extremely creative hand uh, sign language. Um, I feel that what's happening during this pandemic is that we're seeing people rediscover and discover new skills, things that they didn't realize that they had. Um, they're discovering the the abilities that they never even considered before the pandemic. And this is a very sad year. This has been a very sad year in general for most people. But also there has been a silver lining and that silver lining has been humanity and humanity's uh, rediscovery of, of itself. And so let's take all the good things that we've found during this pandemic and let's move them all over so that when it's all over we've got not just the ability to hug and to give each other big kisses on the cheek but also um, the fact that we know more about how our world works that we cannot go on uh, polluting 
as we were before. Uh, we've seen the world take a big, deep breath. Our planet has actually, it looks as if it's enjoyed some elements of uh, what's happened over the past year. So we've got a lot to learn still, but I think that we've learned a lot too. What about you, Katie? What are you looking forward to? Oh, gosh, yeah. Hugging is right up there. <laughs> <laughs> hugging and seeing my family, which I, I, as we go into the rule of six, I think I'm going to be able to for the first yes. time in months. Um, so that's amazing. Um, and then, of course, being able to be in person, doing the things that I love most, um, like singing with people. And that singing, there was a very sad phase where singing was being... Um, you know, singing was getting bad press as being very dangerous. And, um, you know, obviously there's been studies now that have refuted some of those things. But it is something, of course, it's airborne and we have to be mindful if we're dealing with an airborne disease that um, how we manage singing. Yeah. Um, so I'm really looking forward to being able to really reclaim that power because now, of course, what they are also finding is that singing is um, very, very helpful for people in recovery from COVID because... Yes as I know from my work with people with respiratory issues, that that deeper breathing that we talked yes. about and you took us through, um, that deeper breathing that powers singing is so good for our lung health. Yes. And so if we're recovering from COVID, it will help us basically, yes. and it will help us in life generally as well. So I'm looking forward to all those things of being able to reclaim the joy of singing with people in person, like, and, and, and hopefully coming to one of your gigs and dancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And yes. you've made some amazing music over lockdown, actually. Talking of, you know, I, I've, I personally have enjoyed the creative retreat yes. where it, I have enjoyed creating at home. I've, we've all had to innovate. So I have enjoyed that myself. And you've also been creating some amazing music. Do you want to just Thank talk you. about that? Yeah. Well, um, I've, I've been just like everybody else, I've had to find new ways of uh, making music. And as I said to you earlier, I, I use antenna studios here in the heart of Crystal Palace when everything is working normally and when uh, we are able to mix. But unfortunately, the pandemic has meant that now we've had to virtually uh, produce. So in, on the last song that I made, uh, which was called Invisible, um, I had the violinist was from Dubai um, the singer was from uh, Texas and I had it um, mixed in Chicago and then I had it <laughs> <It's> <laughs> amazing. over here in London so you know all of that happened and we none of the artists met each other mm. and also because of the lockdown situation, I had to make my own video by getting stock footage that was already available online and piecing it together uh, as if it was made for the video. Now, I've started making videos and I'm really enjoying it. <laughs> but And that's a, another new skill that I would not have had if lockdown hadn't occurred. So... Um, Yes, we've had to be so creative uh, during lockdown if we wanted to continue. And being a music lover, uh, there was an, it was not a question of if, it was just a question of how. Yes, 
Absolutely. Those of us that are impelled to be musical will find ways to be musical <laughs> in whatever situations. And, you know, yes. we do hear, you know, stories of people surviving the most incredible trauma and still finding music and still finding music as a way to, whether it's in the Holocaust or, yes. you know, other situations of oppression where music has helped people get through the most incredible things. So it's amazing that you've also... Um, reclaimed you know your music making in a different way and and I love the beautiful um, trailer you've also made for your book which I really um, I'll put links around that around this podcast so that people can access that because it's really beautiful that thank you and your your voice as you speak us through it is just <laughs> stunning <laughs> well I, I I thought if I as I learned how to uh, make my own videos I thought well as I'm releasing the book maybe as a I can do something with a trailer for the book. It's I haven't seen many trailers for books, but I literally had nothing else to do. So <laughs> I thought I would yeah, I thought I would use that time and do that. And I was quite, you know, quite pleased with uh, the results and it's made me think about doing a trailer for my for another book which you have contributed to. Oh. Uh, yes, my the book that I've got coming out after this one is a book from which features quotes from friends, and um, I've got a few people uh, who are close to me, a, a few ladies that I admire, and um, they've all contributed to the book uh, with their quotes that they've had from their past. Uh, where their mothers or grandmothers have said something that's just stuck with them. So um, that will be coming out after my meditation book. Oh, wow. That's really yeah. exciting. So we really have to watch out for that one. And where can people find you, Michael, um, online or where can people, where's your website or how can people get in touch if they want to follow you and get involved? Well, well they can check out any of my videos on YouTube. Mm -hmm. um, I've got two sites on uh, YouTube. One is Michael Doyley. Uh, which features my music, just music. Uh, another one is The Best Possible You, www.thebestpossibleyou.com. And that features more of my um, spiritual coaching stuff. And I also have a website which is under renovation at the moment, but it should still be there. And that is also called The Best Possible You. And I'm available on on Facebook and Twitter and and everywhere. Fantastic. Instagram also. Instagram. So go and yes. find Michael on social media. Go and check out his websites and the wonderful videos. Enjoy. I'm sure you'll get that wonderful uplift. You'll get the special Michael Doily glow from engaging with all of that <laughs> and be able to get, get hold of a copy of the book and watch out for the new one coming later. Woo! exciting <laughs> well thank you so much michael for sharing so much wisdom um thank you it's just been amazing it's such a rich conversation i knew it would be and i really appreciate your incredible generosity of speaking oh, with us today it's been I, amazing as i said i hope i didn't freak out some of your regular listeners with <laughs> some of my uh stories but they were all true and when whenever if, if anybody that knows katie will know that whenever you sit with her you can only speak honestly you know that's what you bring out in people and so it's been an honor for me to be with you to share your vocal revolution today thank you so much i'm very grateful thank you for being a revolutionary with me <laughs> <laughs> yeah 
And thank you for all you're doing and contributing at this time to the world, Michael. It's really, really wonderful. And and Michael and I, I'm sure, want to just thank everyone who's listened and tuned in today. Thank you so much. If you want to stay tuned, please um, check out my website, uh, therosewindow.org slash Vocal Revolution Zoomcast. That's where you can find all the other episodes and hear about what's coming next. Uh, please do stay tuned. And we really wish you, I know we both wish you all the very best. We wish you the revolutionary blessings of music and meditation and, of course, inner peace. <laughs> Absolutely. Thank you, Katie. Thank Wonderful you so to much. see you as always. And you, Michael. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye.